I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. What's up, everybody? Back again in studio. Dog Nations Before the Hedge is brought to you by Kroger. Folks, I just got back from vacation on Monday. Make all the jokes you want about this shirt right now. Get them out of your system. Come on. Um, We wanted to, uh, uh, like my man Michael Carvel behind the glass said he wanted me to be bold tonight. Talking about Georgia football recruiting. And let me tell you, folks, from the man that just came off vacation, we're going to put together two weeks worth of shows inside before the hedges tonight. Listen in real closely, my friends. This is what's called in the business as a tease. We're going to have an interview tonight with five-star uh, safety target for the dogs, K.J. Bolden. That's good. Going to have another interview tonight with five-star quarterback commitment, Dylan Riola. What are the first few weeks in his first few months as a Georgian felt like? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about K.J. Bolden. And you know what? Why don't we just say, you know, let's do one more. We're going to throw in an interview tonight as well, taped just a couple hours ago, with four-star linebacker target Christopher C. Jones. Three big-time major pull interviews tonight. We got two of those, all three of those today. Two of those were at the Georgia High School Football Media Day, uh, brought brought to everyone by Huddle and Score Atlanta. It's cool being out there. I think there were eight Georgia commitments there at High School Football Media Day. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. We've also got top targets. We got um, the shrinking top targets list that just keeps dwindling. I really think there's probably like eight names left now in the Georgia class. I want to say hello to Facebook. I want to say hello to everybody on the Dog Nation homepage, everybody watching on Twitter, everybody watching on um, their various platforms, Facebook, and then our podcasters that come back and catch this show a little bit later. Guys, we are at the tail end of the off-season recruiting season. Georgia's going to host a bunch of recruits this weekend. Most of them are the core commits. Very interesting things there. But first, before we get into that big five, how about a quick five? These are kind of like five really quick off-the-cuff thoughts. And I kind of hinted at the first one. The Georgia 2024 class uh, is now probably down to about six or seven remaining names. That's especially might get a little deeper if some of the first and second choices at certain positions decide to go elsewhere. But, folks, this does not happen this quickly. Uh, we're going to get into linebacker talk. Uh, Justin Williams, welcome. Uh, Demarcus Riddick, it's like we never knew you from your commitment in November. He flipped to Auburn today. What does that mean? That means Christopher C. Jones will have an interview with Christopher tonight. And we'll also have uh, and Chris Cole, two Virginians, um, from the state of Virginia, um, they're big players in terms of finishing out Georgia's remaining linebacker class. I think the class size question is one I get all the time. I think it's going to be around 29 to 31 names, depending on the dogs that go into the NFL draft after the 2023 season. Um, something we didn't get to because we didn't have a show last week because I was in, I was across the pond in Europe. But Nate Frazier, the modern-day running back, Seen by some as a number four overall running back in the class or number one on other select recruiting services. He's going to make his official visit for the South Carolina game on September 10th. He's going to make his decision sometime after that. And really, that's that's the one recruiting uh, moment, I think, that we could extend into maybe fourth or fifth week of the season. The potential is there for Georgia – uh, to have most of that hay in the barn at that point. Um, and one thing I just think is a perspective point right here for the class, Georgia currently has 25 names in the class with the decommitment this afternoon of five-star linebacker DeMarcus Riddick. And that drops them down to 25 names. But, folks, a little progress process perspective here. Georgia's classes normally go 16, 17 names deep at the most at this time of year. That's how far ahead of the game Kirby Smart and company are right there. And one little extra tidbit. I got a lot of feedback over the last week or so regarding Dylan Riola at Buford. And you'll see some of that in some of the interview tonight with K.J. Bolden. Very impressed is what I've, what I've heard from sources. I think a couple of players I spoke to that are on the Buford team have told me, 
this guy's supposed to be ready for college football. Their indicators there was that he feels like he's – they look like they're working with and practicing with an NFL quarterback. Dylan told me today he's already gotten some film for their first few opponents. He's got his clicker out. He's got his laptop out. He's got his iPad out. He's got his legal pad out, breaking it down, going over tendencies, formation, alignments, keys, indicators. Uh, really impressive young quarterback prospect that's going to make his way to Georgia. That was a quick five. I probably made it six or seven, but I wanted to throw a lot of work in there because uh, the man's back from vacation. Now it's time to talk about Georgia football recruiting. Uh, and let's start this off with the big five right now. Guys, we cannot state enough how big the K.J. Bolden decision's coming in on August the 5th. We had a chance to talk to him at Georgia High School Football Media Day. Learned a lot. It sounds like K.J. has changed his mind a couple of times over the last month or so. It sounds like he's leaning now in on a decision. He might have one. How does he feel about the dogs? How does he feel about that relationship with Kirby Smart? Well, that's the kind of information you come to Before the Hedges to right now. Brought to you by Kroger. Let's have a look and listen right now. The first of three Dog Nation conversations with the five-star safety man, K.J. Bolden. Georgia definitely made me a top priority on, you know, I, got, I think I went on a visit like 16 times, uh, I think I heard that. It's crazy, but they definitely made me a top priority, you know, every time I go up there, Coach Kirby, he makes sure he have a meeting with me every time, Coach Frank, Coach Muschani, all of them, they, they, uh, they sit me down, you know, talk about the defense, I'm gonna talk about how they're going to use me and things like that, so I definitely, uh, Georgia definitely a top priority for me, they definitely made me a top priority. What's been Mr. Rayo's, uh message to you throughout this. He's been on the team. He really, like, he don't really want to recruit for real. You know, now he's my teammate, so he really just focused on winning, like, state and stuff like that. But he still is here and there, you know, just telling me about the good things Georgia uh, offer and uh, what we could bring to the program. If you were to choose Georgia, like, what, what would be the top reason? Uh, probably just probably just playing for Coach Kirby Smart. You know, he's going to be there for a real long time. He's a great coach. I feel like me and his relationship is like no head coach. I feel like I don't got no other relationship with head coach like his. KJ, how is the head coach relationship different at Georgia? Like, do you have a lot of those that are replicates of what you have with Kirby Smart, or is there something a little bit different flavor of the vanilla there? I mean, you got a couple of replicates, but like his just like a different flavor. Cause like, you know, he really like he at the same thing, at the end of the day he gonna be a coach, but you know he's not really trying to like seem like a coach. He wants you to be like one of your friends. Like you can talk to him on a daily basis, like a brother something like that so that's how I really kind of sometimes look at him when I'm talking to him. How are you going to make the decision? Have you thought about it? You got pros and cons, you got a PowerPoint, you got uh, an Excel? Yeah I mean you know you got the pros you know uh, schemes, life after football, NIL, things like that, playing time, helping my family out. But, you know you got the pros and cons. I don't really got a lot of cons. I feel like most of the schools they offer, they don't offer a lot. Uh, don't offer a lot. Like, they don't got a lot of cons but um, I feel like I got a decision in my head and um, I'll be coming out with it soon. KJ, you've always been a thinking man's recruit. How do you balance gut feeling, what your head tells you, what your heart tells you with inducements now, with NIL inducements? How do you walk that tightrope about money now versus money later versus best potential fit? Uh, I really I really look at it like money later uh, because, you know, like, it's not um, – getting to college is like a big goal, but your main goal is getting to the NFL, and that's where the long-term money come at. So I just feel like right now money, I feel like short-term, so I don't really like choose college based on short-term money. You gonna tell coaches, or are you gonna let them find out with the announcement drop? You gonna tell anybody? Uh, what are you planning on along those lines? I'm trying to figure out right now. I might tell them. I don't know yet, but I really wanted it to be like a surprise. I don't really want nobody to know. Like even the school I'm going to, I really don't even want them to know. I just want to commit and let everybody figure out that day. What about family? They gonna know, or are they gonna be surprised? Oh no, nobody know. Everybody, I'm just gonna be alone and know. Me and probably like my cameraman or someone. Yeah. <laughs> 
Is there any schools that are recruiting you on both sides of the ball still, or is that factored in, or are you really thinking exclusively safety at this point? Uh, some schools still be like mentioning it to me, but yeah, I'm really like I'm really like a safety DB, uh, kick return, punt return, stuff like that. You know, I'm probably do, but right now I'm probably just straight defense. How many times have you changed your mind? Like you uh, thought I've for, got for I've, colleges? Yeah, like I've got it in my back pocket, and then it's changed. How many times oh, you've thought? That happened to me like three weeks ago. Um, I had like a school I was ready already, and then. I had talked to like I had got the phone with one of the coaches that was trying to recruit me, and like it just changed my mindset like all the way completely up. So it had took me a lot longer time to think about the process, but now I'm starting to think. I'm starting to figure out. I think I got the one. I love to see it. You know, I've seen him kind of playing the usual a bit everywhere this year. You know, how much of that versatility is kind of you know, something that you're trying to show this year, but also kind of hoping that you know some of these these programs, whatever program you pick, you know, takes takes it kind of runs with it when you get to college. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, they be like they like leaving me a receiver. Uh, I've been doing that for like sophomore year though, so like the both sides, I feel like it gets you ready for the next level because when you're at DB, you got you also want to know what the receiver doing. Because I play receiver, so I feel like they help you out a lot on defense. And um, you know, I, I just hope hopefully have a big year receiver. Uh, I'm trying to go for the deeper uh, receiver record. And I got a uh, new quarterback, things like that. So I'm trying to go for that record for sure. KJ, how much is Dylan as advertised, and how much has he surprised you with what you've seen on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, Dylan, he caught me off guard a lot. Uh, I feel like he, uh, I feel like he NFL already. Um, the way he like break down the film, and, you know, call out the defenses and check out the mics and stuff like that. He, he just do, he just do stuff normal uh, high school quarterbacks do. How is he as a guy? Just thinking what you guys Dylan, Dylan, I think he's feeling perfectly fine. Um, when he when he first got here, you know, I kind of was scared for him. Cause I didn't know how he was, his personality was gonna be with our team. But as soon as he got there, everybody started loving him right away. And, you know, he just showed great leadership skills and showing the team that he's willing to do anything just for us to get to the state uh, championship game. So he definitely feeling it, fitting in great. Right now. There you have it, guys. It's KJ Boldman. He commits uh, to some lucky school on August the fifth. See some questions in the YouTube feed. Thanks, guys, for your input and interaction on the show tonight. He's a safety. I think he's all, all day a safety. Maybe some kick return. I have seen if his skill set evolves at the certain right program that would fit his development. Maybe he could play corner. I think he can, he can do all that. Those are his Sunday potential best spots. I think he can be a wide receiver on Saturdays in the SEC if that was his inclination. Um, takeaways from that one. Let's kind of translate it and get, kind of take you in the mind of the recruiting porter on that. It was interesting to hear how that relationship with Kirby Smart is different, how he considers himself like a friend, like a brother. Folks, this is a commitment that Kirby Smart has prioritized for some time, and that's probably the, draw, the largest drawing board. To hear that part where he said, uh, Kirby Smart's going to be there forever. I know he's not going anywhere. You could compare that to other schools on his list like Alabama, Ohio State. Uh, you've got the connection there with a lot of guys. Some very intriguing bullet points to pull out there. He said he, he almost had his decision made about a month ago, and then a coach got on the phone, started talking to him, and made him rethink his decision. But KJ kind of feels now he knows kind of got an idea about where he wants to go. I thought it was also intriguing how nobody's going to know. Mom's not going to know. The college coaches are not going to know. Maybe not even his new boy Dylan Riola is going to know. Just maybe his videographer for his commitment video and his editor for that commitment video is finally going to know what's going on. He says he wants to shock everybody. Folks, that is the first of three Dog Nation conversations. If you check the shirt I'm wearing right now, it may look like a vacation shirt, but Dog Nation's Before the Hedges is not on vacation, bringing you a lot of information today. I think the second thing we'll talk to in our Big Five, let's jump on that right now. The number two item in our Big Two tonight is kind of Georgia doing Georgia things at linebacker. Think about this for a second. Georgia can lose the sting of the nation's number three linebacker uh, tonight with DeMarcus Riddick flipping to Auburn. And just the way things are going for Georgia right now, you see Georgia earlier in the week kind of offsetting that news. You know, sources have told me that DeMarcus and Georgia hadn't been a thing for several months now, maybe two, three months right now. And that was kind of a given with a lot of linebacker recruitments that Georgia wasn't expecting him to remain in the class. So you see Georgia. What other program in the country can lose a five-star linebacker but earlier in the week offset that with the nation's number one linebacker in Justin Williams. Justin Williams, as it stands right now, 
should he continue going and look at that graphic there put together by Dog Nation graphic artist Casey Dunn right there. You'll see him holding the heavyweight belt right there. Justin Williams, should the recruiting rankings hold, and they might even surge a little bit higher for Justin. He stands to be the um, highest-ranked linebacker, inside linebacker, not outside linebacker, inside linebacker that Georgia has signed in the Kirby Smart era. And, folks, that is saying something where the dogs can lose a five-star linebacker today and nobody's going to sweat it. Uh, It's not going to sting too bad because Georgia already added a higher-rated player than the nation's number three linebacker to the class earlier this week. I think that's in the span of three days. That's just the way Georgia football recruiting is going. The third thing, speaking of Dog Nation, speaking of Georgia football recruiting, and speaking of Justin Williams, his buddy Joseph Jonah Ajanye calls him Justo. But those two guys are part of a slew of commitments, core commitments that are going to be in town this weekend for the annual cookout. Now, there's usually fun games like ring toss. They get water guns. They get a pie-eating contest. They eat some chicken wings, I think. Uh, They have some great food. I don't know if Georgia football has enough food catering trucks coming in to take care of maybe four or five of those six offensive linemen that weigh about 2,000 pounds aggregate are going to be able to wipe them out of all kinds of food. Kind of the other highlights that people look to every year about this event is some variant of a slip and slide. That's when they put some tarp down over the practice field or the indoor practice field last year. And they all soap up some tarp, and everybody just goes on a slip-and-slide binge. Kirby has done that in previous years with guys like Richard LeCount, Keeley Ringo. A lot of the commitments think he's going to do that again this year. Uh, you've got Sokovi White, um, Jaden Riddell, uh, Daniel Calhoun, Dwight Phillips Jr. Uh, a lot of those core commits. We'll have a big list coming up on dognation.com later this week. Perhaps the biggest target is four-star defensive lineman L.J. McCray. Folks, I don't think I do enough talking about L.J. McCray yet on all our social media and all our channels and all our platforms and stories yet. You meet this young man. He's about six foot seven, about 270. I think the decision there is going to come down to Florida or Georgia. Might depend on who Georgia if Georgia lands the Williams-Winary commitment, uh, the Aiden Breland commitment. Those are names we'll talk about a little bit later on in top targets, but this is a weekend. This is the last weekend, guys, that Georgia will host recruits in the offseason. Um, there'll be a dead period come down at the end of July where there'll be. it's really go time for college football. Georgia will begin fall practices and fall camp, and then they'll start preparing for their first, uh, first game of the season against UT Martin and also the first SEC game as well. So this is kind of that last feel-good, goodwill moment there. Um, couple of names that won't be there. I think probably that's what's going to catch more ears and eyes attention right there. Dylan Riola is not going to be there this weekend, even though he's as close as he's ever been. He's actually going to Texas to train uh, to kind of work on uh, some mechanics and get fine-tuned uh, for his senior season and only season at Buford High School. Uh, I think that's just kind of shows a little bit more of his professional approach to things. Um, and also for the five-star cornerback, Ellis Robinson fourth is also not going to be in town. Guys, I still consider him to be a stone-cold lead pipe lock to the dogs. He told me recently that he's done with visits. He's not doing anything else. Um, he's kind of locked in on his season. He's locked in on the dogs. Um, there'll also be some key five-stars in the 2025 class, some names that will, will sound pretty familiar to you guys. When I'm able to release those names, they'll be able to show up and kind of make this a pretty big event as well. Um, so another big event. Another big recruiting weekend, mostly going to be about core commitments. That's another thing that's just really different. Georgia's not bringing in two or three more, four more names that they want to try to close with um, in the twenty in the current senior, rising senior, finishing senior class. I think that's pretty big for Georgia with the 2024 cycle, just how quickly Georgia's moving ahead. And I mentioned Mr. Riola. I mentioned a professional report. Like I said, we've got three Dog Nation conversations in this show and let's drop the second on you with right now. Here's five good minutes from today, earlier today at Georgia High School Football Media Day with Buford quarterback Dylan Riola. He's wearing 15 for the Wolves, and he's going to wear 15 for the Dogs. That's the number he wants to wear. That's an homage, I guess, a little tip of the hat to Pat Mahomes. Who on the channel now wants to hear from Dylan Riola and see what uh, future quarterback in Athens is all about? Let's do this right now. Dog Nations before the hedges rolls on with another Dog Nation conversation with Dylan Riola. 
what's that last, the KJ's a week away, you know, what's that last pitch for him? I think he just got to do what he, what he feels. Um, I try not to bug him by recruiting. Uh, I think if we come down the line, I might, might give him a picture too. But, I mean, KJ is a phenomenal athlete, great person, great family. I mean, I think he's going to do his best for himself. Um, I hope it's Georgia, but if it's not, I'm going to support him in whatever he decides to do. Dude, how far away are the lockers? How are you doing, buddy? Yeah, what's up? How far away are your lockers? Are you within, like, yeah. a screen pass of him? But how far away are you from KJ's locker? Well, we were. We were a uh, uh, locker next to each other. But, you know, we got new lockers. got to sign new lockers. So, uh, yeah, I think we're about maybe six or seven lockers. It's not too far. Do you think he could be an SEC receiver? I definitely do. Or do you think the upside is greater at safety? How do you look at his future? I think... He could play receiver in SEC, but I think his upside's on the defense side of the ball. Uh, and honestly, that's that's not for me to decide. Uh, he's going to do what, what's best for him, and, and he knows. And he knows deep down what he wants to do, and, and I feel he'll do whatever it takes to, to be with him. On the practice field, has he opened your eyes more as a receiver or as a safety? Um, I think both. Honestly, yeah. he's special on both sides of the ball. You know, on defense, uh, he breaks on things fast. He's moving around the field. He, he's showing different looks. Uh, he's just an intelligent player. Uh, not just a great athlete, but he's intelligent. Um, but also on the offensive side of the ball, he, he's smart. We can tell he plays safety. He knows what the defense is going to do. Um, and, and it just allows him to be open more. I want to ask you a few things about the adjustment to Buford. One of the things I was looking into your story is I want to see how Dylan adapts to the speed of Georgia football. Is it better? Is it different? Is it more crazy in Georgia? What have you discovered there? Is it, is it different actually here in Georgia than Arizona and what you've seen so far? Uh, I wouldn't say different. I still believe football is football. Um, you know, there's, there's better talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, I feel that the system that I'm in now fits, fits me a little better than, than it was. But that's out of my control. I'm just control what I can control. Um, you know, I finally got fully healthy this year. Uh, and I played with, with Andrew last year that you know, I, nobody really knows about, but you know, they don't need to. Um, I'm, ready, I'm ready to show this year what our team can do and what people football Dylan, I've been doing this a lot of years now, since 2015 with Georgia recruiting. They normally have 14 commitments at this time of year. It's almost double. What's different about this class and what's different about a kid in the year 2024 where you just want to get it done earlier? Like, are coaches on both sides wanting you guys to get it done earlier? Like, what's your view of that of why so many guys have already decided already? I think kids see the, the viewpoint of what Coach Smart's doing, having back-to-back -back national championships. But I feel a lot of kids take that out of the picture, and then they go to how they did it and why they did it. Um, and I think that's what attracts so many kids. Uh, it's just the way that they work, the way their strength programs wired, the way their nutrition is wired, and just just the kind of person they recruit off the field. Um, they know what they're going to get, and you know I think a lot of people you know, we have a special class, and they just want to be a part of it. I'm curious, what was it like the first day when you were full go on the football field at Buford? Mm -hmm. I think it's safe to say that that's the most talented practice field you've ever been on. What was that like for you? What did you pick up? Did you have like a welcome to Buford High School football moment or something like that? No, I don't think so. Um, I think it was just me going out playing football. Uh, I had my brother with me. Um, you know, the coaches, the coaches were still installing things with me. So, you know, they, they weren't going to put me out there and, and, and fail. So they, they had me well prepared. Um, but I picked up with it. I wouldn't say easy, but I mean, you know, I, I don't think football is different in different states. The competition level might be different, but you know the overall, you know how football is done is still the same. You've lived in Georgia for maybe a month now. Mm -hmm. What are your favorite things about the state of Georgia so far? Uh, More sweet tea? Uh, is it no, raising canes or anything like that? I, any I, I think it's just the community. Uh, what kind of people are around? Like, what makes it special? Um, you know, obviously, Athens being close by uh, just makes me makes me picture you know when when I'm when I'm in Athens to come home to my family uh, and see my mom, see my dad, and just be able to meet everybody. Have you had like telling reasons that like verified this was the right move for you already? Like it probably happens daily where you're like, this is where I need to be, like, this is where my feet need to be. Have you had those moments yet? Uh, I think so. Um, I'm not sure if there's like a specific moment, but it just feels right. Um, and our, our, our family is adapting great to it. And, you know, we're excited to be here. All right, guys, we're back. That was Dylan Riola. We do know how to spell that name, uh, Dylan Ryle. Thanks for some folks in the comment section that are honest. Hey, man, keep us honest. That's what we're here for, man. We're trying to deliver a great product. Let me give you guys a good watch on Wednesday night. Speaking of a good watch on Wednesday night, 
Let's go with our third uh, kind of heavy hitter, big interview tonight. And, hey, you know what I was thinking tonight? I knew that, you know, DeMarcus Riddick was going to make a decision that a lot of dog fans would wonder about. They'd question. They'd say, you know, is it competition? Is it this? Is it Auburn getting back in the recruiting game? Is it him just wanting to play at home, closer to home, closer to the family? Well, those are all interesting reasons, but DeMarcus Riddick's not going to be in the Georgia class. I think what is important is to kind of look at the potential guys that could join the Georgia class at linebacker. This is one guy I want you to hear from, six foot three, 233 pounds. Very impressive young man on and off the field. To me, uh, on and off the field, you just listen to him, you just talk to him. He strikes the cut or strikes the cord of a future type of player that Georgia has recruited so well and so extensively over the last few years. That's this one more one reporter's opinion. I can't wait to hear what you think. Uh, let's take a listen right now. And let's, hey, another Dog Nation conversation with an interesting name to talk to tonight after the DeMarcus Riddick news. Let's go to Virginia. Let's talk to four-star linebacker Christopher C. Jones out of Fairfax, Fairfax High School. All right, guys, special guest tonight on Before the Hedges. Uh, he, uh, it's kind of funny. News came today, the, uh, the flip, which was kind of like somebody saying that, you know, there's a good chance there'll be fireworks on 4th of July if you guys follow Georgia recruiting on this channel the way we do. Uh, we kind of had some anticipation for maybe, maybe a couple months now that DeMarcus Riddick was no longer going to be a part of the class. And suddenly um, – I think a lot of folks that, that follow Georgia recruiting, they've known the name Christopher C. Jones for quite some time. He's been a key target for this class. And all of a sudden, uh, what's Christopher thinking right now becomes even more important for the nation's top-rated class. Uh, Christopher, first of all, I've got I to use the manners my, uh, my mom and my, and my dad and my grandparents raised me with. How you doing today? You doing okay? How's everything in Virginia this morning? Yes, sir. Everything is fine today. Uh, just doing great. Uh, you know, just working for this next season. Christopher, I want to ask, I, I know you've taken your officials, and I think last time we spoke, you, you had some thoughts about Georgia, you had some thoughts about uh, Florida and other schools, and you'd also said that you, would, you had hoped to be able to make your decision prior to your senior year. What, what's happened since then? Where's your thought process yet? Have you, have you thought about when you wanted to make the decision, and just in general, where are you at with things right now? Um. I believe, you know, it's still the same, same thing. Uh, I'm trying to commit in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, just sitting down, talking with my family about all the great visits we had and just sitting down and just trying to things out. So you, there hasn't been a date set or anything else like that? Not yet. Um, do you know the schools it's, it's kind of coming down to? I don't know if you'll have a, a formal ceremony or you'll just do a tweet. But, like, which schools, I guess, would have hats on the table or which schools are kind of deepest in your thought process right now? Um, Georgia, Florida, and Michigan State. Oh, wow. Kind of been those same three, those three official visits you took in, in June. I remember you telling me you didn't need to take five, you didn't need to take eight. Three was enough, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Um, what goes through your mind today with the news of Riddick? Was that something that – makes you look at Georgia differently now that they don't have two five-star commitments in the class at linebacker? Was that something that you thought, you know, maybe you still had a place even with Riddick in the class? Like, what does the news today, how does it affect you, if it affects you at all? Um, you know, it doesn't affect me at all because, uh, you know, if I choose to go there, you know, I'm going to have to work anyway. So, uh, you know, the news is just – it is hard, you know, losing a five-star like him uh, to Auburn. And so – you know, it, it, it is hard, but it, it doesn't worry me. What do you think about Georgia adding Justin Williams to the class? I know you, you get in that film room, you watch other linebackers, you watch technique, you watch tape. What do you see about Justin Williams in his game that really impresses you? Uh, he's a very physical linebacker, a sideline to sideline type of linebacker. And I feel like he's just a great uh, fit at, for Georgia at linebacker. You know, just the competition in that room is just going to be amazing. Just uh, so with Justin in the class, the Marcus in the class, it's kind of funny if I have to sit there and think about, you know, where Georgia moves on from Demarcus Riddick, and I wouldn't say moves on. These are kind of great uh, potential solutions to have for Glenn Schumann's room. But there's yourself, and then there's Chris Cole, another Virginian um, in the state of Virginia that Georgia really likes a lot. You guys are probably, I would say, in my estimation, very very high on Georgia's board, like. With Georgia right now, what's that connection like? I know some prospects are 
taking visits this weekend, taking some unofficials, taking some officials. Um, are you planning to, to visit any schools this weekend? And just maybe what's the con- what's the communication like these days with Georgia? Um, you see, uh, I'm not taking any more visits uh, this weekend. Uh, the connection between me and Georgia have been pretty good. You know, uh, I just got off the phone with Coach Schumann uh, last week, talking to him. You know about uh, you know the Demarcus uh, Reddick situation and uh, you know and just uh, stuff moving forward. Yes, sir. What do you think about Georgia right now? Is it still the same core values you see in Georgia? Is there anything new? Is it more of the same? Like. When you think about why Georgia is appealing to you, what sticks out here? Um, it's basically the same thing as last time. Uh, just the development at Georgia is going to be a second to none. Uh, being coached under Coach Schumann, one of the best uh, linebackers coaches in college football, so it's, it's still the same thing. Have you seen? Um, have you been keeping up with the the commitments of late? I guess Georgia went on a spree in earlier this month with offensive linemen. They picked up Justin Williams at. They have the nation's number one class. I mean, what do you think about what George is building right now in the 2024 class? Uh, it's building something special. Uh, you know, it, they're working for for another national championship, and that's what they're trying to do from uh, from here on out. Uh, Christopher, this is a question we get a lot. I know sometimes you look at Schumann's track record and you wonder, you know, sooner or later that guy, and this is a compliment to Glenn, he could be a head coach in his own right one day. Like, is the connection to Georgia deeply with Glenn, or is there you got the thought that you'd like to, if you did choose Georgia, you may get to be coached by him for a couple of years? If have you guys had any conversations that you know, hey, if you did go to Georgia, there's a chance that he would still be around to coach you? Um, yes, sir. Conversations like that have uh, been brought up. You know, he doesn't know whether if, if he's going to move on to the to the league, but uh, you know, he's just told me as of right now he's with Georgia and. Uh, that's that's where that's where his mindset is on, just uh, focusing on his football team right now. And um, yes, sir, Christopher, um, for you, I know you. This is a season of transition for you. Besides you having all this college decision weighing on your shoulders that you'll have to think about and pray about, you you've got a new football team. You've moved to I think Mountain View High School to Fairfax High School. You're acclimating with a new program. What's that What's that like been you so far these last couple of months? Um. It's been it's most definitely been different trying to learn a new playbook, uh, you know, and then also learning the offensive side of the ball as well. I'm playing a little bit of running back, so it's been it's been different, but it's been fun. I got to make sure I ask you about that. That was on my mental rolodex of questions for you. You're going to play some running back, right? And I get the feeling you're going to be like some sort of Derrick Henry, Jerome Bettis type beast back there. What are you going to be like at running back, man? Uh, yeah, I'm most definitely a downhill runner, but, you know, I can shake somebody, uh, you know, uh, and so, yes, sir. Is there a chance for 1,000 yards and 100 tackles? Is that possible for you this year? Yes, sir, most definitely. That would be a neat little combo. I think that's what C.J. Allen did last year. I don't know if C.J. Allen got to 100 tackles, though, but I know he got over 1,500 yards rushing. Um, Christopher, when's the last time you were, a, I, I guess, a full-time running back in high school football, or was that back when you were in maybe Little League or Middle School? Yeah, so uh, eighth grade was the last time I was a full-time running back. So There you go. Were you a beast? You got that film you're going to break out when you're 40 years old about trucking dudes? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Christopher, I guess what's left? Are you going to have a, a situation where you're going to sit down with mom and dad? Are you going to have some pros and cons? Are you going to just get around the table, think about it, pray about I know in every conversation we've had, your faith has always been very important to you. Like, what do you think – will be the tools you need that will walk you and lead you to this final decision? Just talking with my uh, family, uh, you know, they've been with me every step of the way, this process, talking with my family, uh, having conversations with some of my coaches as well, and, you know, just praying about it. And Yes, sir. Christopher, I know you work out all the time. Let me ask you, we need an updated height and weight, and have you dropped any more, shaved any more tenths of a second off that 40? I know you're basically – doing everything possible to get better every day. Like, where's your height and weight right now? We're heading into your senior year. And, like, um, have you worked on that 40? What type of training have you been doing right now to get ready for your senior year? Um, I'm 6'3", 230. Uh, I'm running 4'5", 40. Uh, you know, training, I've just been trying to lift a little more, uh, trying to get more muscle, trying to gain a little bit more weight for the season. And so, yes, sir. I think last question. When Georgia talks to you about why you're a fit, 
and why they want you and what they love about your game. What's that like? Like, why does Schumann think I want you to be a dog? Uh, just the versatility I have. Uh, you know, I can play traditional uh, stand-up middle linebacker, and also I can go on the outside and uh, rush the passer. All right, guys, Dog Nation, that was Christopher C. Jones, very impressive prospect out of Virginia. He didn't even make a joke about my Hawaiian shirt I got on in the studio right now. Super nice kid. going to end up at Michigan State or Florida or Georgia. Should be a couple weeks. Uh, we wanted to bring you that interv- interview tonight uh, here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges. Hey, Christopher, i got to say thanks for the time, and God bless you, and have a great week. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Very impressive, very impressive, Christopher C. Jones, guys. That was the third, uh, third big dog nation conversation in this week's show alone. We had five star KJ Bolden, we had five star Dylan Riola, major four star All American target, and recently committed the Under Armour All American game down in Orlando. Christopher C. Jones coming out throwing haymakers off the vacation tree, uh, coming back, giving you guys a, a infusion, a lifeline, whatever you want to call it, a jolt of Georgia football recruiting information. That's what we do. If you're enjoying anything on the program, consider subscribing to the Dog Nation YouTube channel. Consider uh, uh, liking this video. It's not just me here at Dog Nation. We've got Connor in coverage. We've got On the Beat with Mike Griffin. And we've got, I guess we have to be fair and call it the flagship because that's what it is, the Dog Nation daily program with Brandon Adams each and every day here on all of our Dog Nation social channels. All this stuff, especially on Before the Hedges tonight, is brought to you by Kroger, that fine partnership there. Get your digital coupons, sign up for Kroger Boost. You guys know about Kroger by now if you've been listening and watching before the hedges over the years. Uh, that's what we do, and we do a lot of this good stuff here thanks to that great partnership with Kroger. And uh, also, hey, man, hope everybody's having a good night. You have questions? Now's the time to stop dropping them in the feed. I love the questions I've seen so far about Congress and NIL, at least trying to put up a smoke screen, at least trying to do something. I think we're at a kind of a crisis point here with college football and talking season, and you've got Lane Kiffin talking about it, but I think NIL is out of control, and I think there needs to be regulation made so it doesn't feel like it's really free agency with a lot of these college football recruiting decisions. A lot of these, a lot of these programs are counting on NIL money and NIL funds to uh, enhance, to uh, bring more luster, to add really impressive players to their recruiting class and other schools are trying to do it a different way than just using the NIL uh, monies and energy as an recruiting enticement. Folks, that's your question. I'm ringing the bell right now for questions. Before we do, let's get to our food groups. We go down the aisle of Dog Nation like this is the food group aisle. This is the, this is the meat and potatoes aisle in terms of every before the hedges recruiting show it's your top targets it's your it's your showcase it's your what the class looks like as a glance let's take a look right now we're going to start out with the class breakdown had some changes we've added a five star we've gotten rid of a five star since our last show georgia's lost db look at those names right there colton heinrich let me see he's going to be there for uh, the cookout this weekend Jaden riddell is going to be there for the cookout this weekend i expect to see at least Four, three to four of those six offensive linemen there. I don't know if Kirby Smart and Stacey Searles is going to be able to feed all of them. They might need to wipe out an Athens Kroger on Barnett Shoals to help feed these guys. You got Nine Car, Nitro Tuggle, Sokovi White. Sokovi Hollywood White's going to be there. Recently ran a 4-4. Got a chance to talk to him today, guys. I could have actually shoehorned another interview into Before the Hedges and try to set some records here, but we got some content that will come on later in the week with Sokovi White. Great interview with his head coach, Steve Gates, as well. Uh, Dwight Phillips, Jr., I see he'll be there at the cookout this weekend. I got to see him again uh, today. He said it's pretty interesting. He's up to 179 pounds now. That's nine pounds more than what he weighed a year ago. I don't think Dog Nation is talking enough about Dwight Phillips. It's a top 10 running back. It's top 10, top 100 overall prospect with – he told me today, he'd go out in the parking lot, put some spikes on, find a track, and run a 10-1 something in the 100 meters. Folks, that'd be the fastest back uh, at RBU we have ever seen. And also with Dwight Phillips, uh, they say he tells me that Georgia looks at him as a James Cook type player, and that would be something delicious for the dogs and Mike Bobo and the quarterbacks and the offensive line to add to the offensive repertoire. Uh, with a guy like Dwight Phillips running that fast. 
um, at the running back position. Dylan Riola, we said earlier in the program, not going to be at the cookout this weekend. Ryan Puglisi will. Um, interesting there. That's your class breakdown on offense. One five-star, 11 four-stars, and three three-stars. One of the things you will notice back on that other uh, offensive breakdown I got to show you is one of Georgia's offensive line commitments. And this is Marcus Harrison, six foot eight, about 350 pounds, out of Hamburg, New York. Recently picked up his fourth star on the composite. <clears throat> if everybody wants to get your bingo cards out and say, this is the point in the show besides this free space where the Georgia Bulldog bump is happening. Uh, that's kind of happening here with the case of Marcus Harrison right there. Moving on the defensive side, when you're looking at the class breakdown, um, you'll see no Jalen Hayward. Uh, he decommitted. You'll see no Demarcus Riddick. He decommitted as well. You see the addition of Justin Williams. You see those defensive linemen, Justin Green, Jordan Thomas, Quintavious, Q Johnson, Joseph Jonah, John Ye, uh, and Mandi Agboko. Those are the defensive linemen. I think Georgia could add up to two or three more names on the DL, especially after Georgia was a little lighter last year and how they lost two defensive linemen out of the 2022 class. Uh, Peyton Woodyard, the safety man out of Bosco, St. John Bosco. Ellis Robinson, DeMello Jones. Those, that's your breakdown on defense. So you still got two five-stars, four, six, six four-stars, and two three-stars in this class. And, folks, let me tell you this right now. I'm going to just I'm, – I'm, this is before the hedges with Dog Nation. I'm the recruiting guy. I'm getting awfully close to sitting there and basically coughing under my breath every time we refer to Quintavious Johnson as a three-star. I know that's what the industry says, but, folks, you look at this young man, you see his skill set, the word freak the word um, four-star, All-American. You look at this guy on the hoof, and this is a guy that will – one of the most likely to play on Sunday guys in the Georgia class. I think, you know, talk about people that sleeping on people. Quintavious Johnson is an absolute freak of an athlete. I think we're going to look back at this class and see that was one of those three-star specials for Chidera Uzo Duribe and the Georgia staff, which is Georgia's like, how in the world did they get this guy? How did the rest of college football not know about him? I think Georgia, when they worked out Quintavious Johnson, they were like, well, absolutely have to take him. He's exactly what we want. He's exactly what we want to have in the program as a difference maker on the edge and up front. Uh, that is your class glance. I think we – do we have the punter? we got to give punter equal opportunity because, guys, punters are people too. Punters and kickers are people too. Uh, especially the way Brett Thorson was kicking that ball a couple of times against Tennessee this year. That's your class breakdown. Let's look at the recruiting snapshot here. And one thing we're going we, we're gonna to call ourselves out on, the recruiting snapshot, the one thing we didn't update is the number is now down to 25 commitments. Georgia still by far has the number one class ranked nationally. Um, that's 15 on offense, nine on defense, one on special teams. 17 out-of-state, 9 in-state, 18 commits in the SEC footprint. Uh, excuse me, 17 commits in the SEC footprint. Eight commits are beyond the SEC footprint. The most commits in the, st in the class from the state of Georgia. You look at that. We've talked about this a lot on Before the Hedges. This is the year where Georgia's class needed to have some balance. It needed to get offensive. And I think a sterling data point to look at that right there is Georgia's among their 10 highest-rated commitments in this class, five of those are on the offensive side of the ball. Two of the top five highest-rated commitments are also on the offensive side of the ball as well. Georgia with three five-star commitments. Uh, Georgia with five top 50 commitments. Georgia with 11 top 100 commitments. And Georgia with 16 top 150 commitments, 10 on offense, six on defense. That's the type of balance that Georgia needs to have with more playmakers, more explosive players on on, def on offense as compared to always loading up on the defensive side. Folks, if you want to know how Georgia gets even better than it is right now, has a more talented roster than it does right now, well, evening that thing out with the offensive players in this class is certainly going to do that. I'm going to say this annually. I think every every team Georgia brings in right now is uh, going to be the most talented. Everyone that they take on the field, uh, bring to the field every fall, will be the most talented team of the Kirby Smart era, which you can say the Georgia football era. It is a very special time to be in Athens. Uh, speaking of how special this class is, it is July the 25th, 26th, folks, and Georgia has the number one class in the country. Georgia has 25 commitments. 
and the cookout weekend, this is how we're at. Let's take a look at the top targets, guys. When I tell you there's not a lot of presents left under the tree for everybody in December, the number's eight. There's no longer just off the list. There's just eight, and eight is going to be enough for this Georgia recruiting class. Chris Cole mentioned him a couple times in the program, talented linebacker out of the state of Virginia. He was 6'3", 185 this, this past season for his junior year. He was his safety at Salem High School. Now he's 6'4", 215. He's a linebacker. Got some of those twitchy skills where he could be a hybrid linebacker safety. Cam McHale out of Statesboro, Georgia. That young man's going to take a while. I think that guy will probably be the one decision. Everybody will be looking to see what happens for him in the year 2024. LJ McCray, we mentioned him. He's expected to be a visitor this weekend in Athens. For the cookout, Aiden Breeland, modern-day California. Something to think about here for this Georgia class and those that have followed Georgia recruiting for some time. Think about this. There is the potential for Georgia to have four sets, four sets of high school teammates in the same recruiting class. You want to talk about how you build culture, how you build chemistry, where you bring in guys that already love each other and played together um, growing up and in high school. The number one target is Williams Winery out of Lee Summit. The number two bar target is Khalil K.J. Bolden. I think both of those decisions will be made in the month of August. Nathan Frazier, I think his decision comes in September. You just heard from Christopher Jones tonight on Before the Hedges, and he says he's a couple of weeks away. Aiden Breeland, another guy out of modern-day high school. Um, he's a guy that uh, Georgia has recruited very hard. He's visiting a lot of schools. He's not visiting Georgia right now. He's visiting a lot of schools uh, that don't have the defensive development pedigree across the defensive line that the dogs do and then he tells me either one of two things that he's already found what he's looking for in Athens he just wanted to be sure or Athens is not going to fit all the things he's looking for with his selection criteria guys that's your top targets we've done the recruiting snapshot we've hit you guys over the head with three dog nation conversations now it's time for questions I'm going to go uh, to our Dog Nation social channels. I'm going to go to Facebook. I'm going to go to YouTube. You guys have a question for me. This is the part where we're going to try to talk about things besides Jeff's Hawaiian shirt uh, tonight on the social channels. I like that comment I saw on YouTube from Randy Payne asking me about the Dog Nation cruise. And I think it was a fellow uh, commenter, K-Dog, KC, who said, man, he looks like he's ready with that shirt. Uh, that made me laugh right there. Hope you guys have enjoyed the program. Hope you guys have learned something today with uh, DogNation.com's Before the Hedges. Um, let me see. Uh, somebody's got a prop bet for a Jackson Muschamp. Um, let me see. John Adams, interesting question. Is there a better chance of four sets of two recruits from one team or three? or three from one team. Better chance of four sets of two recruits. Uh, let me see. Yeah, another one. Uh, Taylor Russell brought up a three-star as well. A.D. Mitchell as well. Lots of love in the chat here for Lad McConkey. Bullard, another three-star. Lots of three-star uh, conversation on that. Um Question Jay Shipes, why uh, the number one running back is crystal ball for UGA? Why is he not on the list? Was he not on the top targets list? Well, then that's definitely an oversight. Nate Frazier definitely needed to be on that um, top targets list right there. Um, he is a breakaway speedster. Uh, Jeff Hightoff, thanks for the uh, comments on uh, the video. Uh, let me see what else. Uh, Gary Strickland. Uh, Gary, I agree with you, man. This is a guy that has his stuff put together. I'm talking about Christopher C. Jones. His father is a minister. You can see that. You can see he's raised right. Um, definitely a potential great asset for the linebacker room at Georgia. Um, Noah Sheldon, good to see you tonight on feeds as well. You guys got a question on Facebook? I'm going to roll around Facebook right now. Yep, that was me trying to stifle the sneeze. It did not work. Uh, hopefully we got some folks around there that um, folks watching that uh, know all about, grew up in the South, uh, and they're, they're happy to uh, happy to uh, give me a gesundheit or something like that. Um, William A. Camacho, hey, man, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the uh, 
welcome back. Uh, William's hoping that he's putting in, in some uh, time for uh, thoughts on hoping the dogs end up with K.J. Bolden as well. Becky Rutledge, thank you for that kind comment as well. Bill Kelly, he's ready to put the football down on the ground and start playing. Uh, thank you for your honesty as well. Yeah, Becky, one of the things I want people have been watching social media lately, Jordan Davis has hit the weights. He's looked like he's in the best shape of his life, and he could probably, probably be a Pro Bowl player this year as well. Stanley Keaton is excited. Quentin Roberts, I think the edge prospects George is looking at, I think they consider Quintavious Johnson to be an edge. I think Williams Winery might be a guy that can play the edge for them as well. Randy Hall, one thing we don't have is we don't have – we moved the show to the studio. Peaches is not in the studio. You guys don't get to hear her bark as, as much. Uh, Randy Hall, Chris Johnson, Christopher C. Jones is not making his decision on Sunday. Uh, let me see. Hopefully everybody's having themselves a good time. Guys, it has been another Before the Hedges. One thing I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to make my producer's head explode we're going to get through some top targets. We're going to get through three big Dog Nation conversations. And we're going to try and park this show uh, on the ground, get it on the jetway, get it on the runway. And we're going to try and get it before the hedges in under an hour tonight, even jam-packed with all that content. I want to say a couple things. Number one, it's been great to be back on Before the Hedges. I wanted to come with you with a jam-packed show tonight. Thanks to all the interviews that were uh, that were so gracious with their time that allowed us to bring this content to you guys as well. Thanks to each and every one of you guys for joining us here on Wednesday night. I know there's a lot of places you can be, a lot of things you could be watching. Netflix and chill. You could be watching baseball. You could be watching a lot of things. I'm so thankful over the years and so grateful that you guys want to spend Wednesday nights here with Kroger and Dog Nation and Before the Hedges. Guys, that has been your intel. Got more stories we're going to write up for tomorrow on uh, dognation.com as well. More on Georgia football recruiting. You guys are getting some stuff here on Before the Hedges tonight that folks have not even read yet on dognation.com. So, yeah, I give you guys preferential treatment on uh, Wednesdays, what we try to do here. Guys, thank you. That, is, that has been your intel. I'm Jeff Sintel. Everybody be well, and we will see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. Thanks for hanging out tonight. We'll see you again next week. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. 